let them know what. That we're the best ever. The best ever? Yeah. We're, we this, are? Th- this is the number one podcast in the world. Obviously, according, I'm stealing that from Logan Paul. <laughs> according to what charts? Uh, uh, mine. Mine. And in you're my also brain. referencing yeah. something I've never, ever interacted uh, with. Yeah, yeah the, the Logan Paul, uh, when on his impulsive podcast, like all of last year, he would start off with like number one podcast in the world. And like it may have may not have been true at one point, but then it maybe it was. It just kind of depends on on the charts you look at. Sounds like a scandal. <sighs> he, he he cracks me up. <laughs> he doesn't crack me up because I don't watch him at all. Uh, he, there are some that he's done that, that I was like, you know what? This is a, this is worth the listen. OK, I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> pitching him. I'm just saying, like, there's been a couple. I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. Good morning. Welcome to the We Are Driven podcast, where we equip you with the tools to succeed in your pursuit of excellence, excellence in business, fitness, and cars. This is episode 84. My name is Arun Kumar, and I am the driver, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan LaRue. How are you, Dan? Good morning. Uh, feeling a little... Under the weather, I was uh, at PRI last week, and I'm pretty sure I, I brought something home with me. So uh, if I sound a little funny today, listeners, because uh, I'm dealing with some congestion. Did you also bring home a bigger turbo? Uh, no, I barely saw like anything while I was there. Oh. Yeah, I, I walked like one hour on Wednesday evening before the show opened, so I didn't really get a chance to stop and actually like steal anything even if i wanted to (laughs) unfortunate yeah all right before we get started here even though we technically already have gotten started as the number one podcast in the world if you like what you hear (laughs) we would like to go above number one because in reality we're not but also in reality we believe in what we're doing here and we know that the consistent listenership that we get on a week by week basis believes the same that what we're doing here is changing the world for the better inspiring people to pursue excellence in business and fitness and then whatever they're passionate about and in our case that's cars we hope that you enjoy all of the talk about that pursuit of excellence and every single week also talking about cars that we give you and if you do enjoy it We ask that you share the show, share it with somebody, one more person who can also enjoy what we're doing here, can make themselves better and can buy into the driven mindset that we all cherish so much that makes us all a better person every single day. Dan, you have a fun fact for us today? Yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think that a Hyundai would fit in an Amazon van? You know, (laughs) I know exactly where you're going with this. I don't. I don't think a a Hyundai car would fit inside a Ford Transit. Well, then how the heck is Amazon going to deliver me my Hyundai when I order it online next year? Because Amazon has uh, partnered with Hyundai to sell cars. I think the more disturbing thing is that you just proclaimed that you will buy a Hyundai next year. No, I'm not buying a Hyundai next right. year. <laughs> Did you know I bought a Hyundai this year? Uh, I think I remember you saying something about that. I bought a Hyundai. I own a Hyundai Sonata oh. right now. 
It's a decent loaner car. I bought it for yeah, eight hundred dollars. Right? The you, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember you talking about this one. Yeah, yeah uh, but yeah, I I saw this article and I'm like, interesting. I I'm really curious to see what the logistics are behind selling a car on Amazon. Uh, right, but I've like, said that before with other products that Amazon sells. So, a good example of this, probably from my perspective, is I bought a standing desk on Amazon this year mm-hmm. to outfit the shop and specifically my office. And I bought two of these standing desks, and it came in a box that was about 12 inches wide and two inches tall. And it was long, you know, it was like, four and a half feet long probably, but it was, I looked at it and I thought this desk is tiny. There's no way it actually even fits in this box. And it turns out they even split the desk top in half in order to fit it into this box. So what you're saying, they're going to uh, deconstruct yes. a car and put it in their van. Some assembly required. <laughs> Hyundai's are now <laughs> kit cars. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, I mean, they're not far off on the quality already. So. Uh, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, I actually don't know if, if new Hyundais are good quality. Or not. Like, I, you know, the Palisade is really nice. Actually, I'll, I'll give them a win on that one. The Palisade, aka the Telluride. I've seen Tellurides, yeah. and I like those. Palisades Both of are them not are as common. Very here. nice. Yeah. All right. Compared to what they those brands used to be. So, so what do you think? I mean, is it eligible for Prime members only? And are you going to get it two days after you order it? um i don't know if they've really worked out those details are we gonna see amazon branded tow trucks like carvana has probably (laughs) i don't know i just i think it's i think it's just bizarre at what point does like u.s government go amazon enough's enough like you don't need to be selling cars on the internet (laughs) like well, so this was the podcast topic for today, but we pushed it out a week. So next week's podcast is what I believe to be the answer to that. Oh, small business. Small yep. business is the answer to the government stepping yep. in. I, I, I agree. <laughs> so um, with that, I have a auction I would like your input on, your feedback, in fact. Okay. You have one for me? Yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? I, I can. Uh, Let's hear it. I want I want mine first. All right. I didn't go with a cheap one. Just Ooh, letting good. you know. All right. Um, even though it was cheap-ish when they came out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so this is one of 518. Okay. And it is a 1968 Shelby Mustang GT500 KR convertible four speed. I've never ever heard of a GT500 KR. It's uh it's black and uh 42k miles shown. It's got a 428 Cobra Jet V8. Um it is uh it's a beautiful car. Even though I'm not a Vert fan, uh this one is currently bid up at 240 grand with two days to go. Uh, KRs are just a little bit more of a special edition, I, I suppose. Um, they, they're, I believe it stands for King of the Road. Oh, King of the Road. All right. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yes, it is King of the Road. I'm scared. Uh, yeah, this this, this one this one's really really interesting because like like the motors that you know that come in these are very specific to to match like Le Mans style stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like it even has the head head covers for it. Um, it's just a little bit more special than your normal GT500. So, uh, I'm. I mean, look, I'm doing the thing that I should be doing, which is looking at comps, because we're not so steeped in automotive appraisal expertise that we can really do this <laughs> just off the cuff, based on our knowledge. But so I'm looking at comps, and there are two other 1968 GT500 KRs that have sold on this site at least in in the not too distant past like 2 months ago two of them within one week sold and both of those are already well outbid by this one were they hold on a why. second were they coupes or convertibles convertibles oh interesting okay convertible four speed similar mileage this one's a little bit lower So I'm scared. <laughs> That's why I'm scared. I'm not actually scared of the car itself. But I'm trying to find anything in here that really makes this one worth that much more. Also, I would like to say 1968, 335 horsepower and 440 pound-feet of torque is actually very impressive. Right? That's a lot out of yeah. not that big of an engine. Right? For that time period, yeah. The window sticker on this car was five thousand dollars. I know that's what I'm saying. It was it was pretty that's cheap hilarious. when it came out. Yeah, gotta love the Mustang. <laughs> oh man, yeah. A lot of them. Uh, a lot of the KRs were like, uh, like drag strip style cars because they were they had so much horsepower and torque during mm. that time period. Okay, so I'm gonna say I, I don't I don't know why. I guess maybe because it's a premium listing or something is why this one is so much higher of a bid already. And I'll throw out the numbers for people. So the one there was one that sold on October twenty first for one hundred and sixty seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars. And this was a, a KR. KR convertible four okay. speed. With 61,000 miles on it. Okay. Disc brake conversion. Maybe, is this one matching numbers or something? And the other ones aren't? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, even the coupes don't go for that much. Because this Fastback was 201. In the last year. This one's matching numbers also. Anyway, so there was one, 167. And then another one a week later, 207. And then this one, current bid is at 240 with two days left. There might, there must just be the right buyer right now. So, I mean, I, I'm going to say freaking 275. Okay. I don't know. Shoot. <laughs> I don't like this one because it's, all over the place. One, it's out of your wheelhouse. 
not yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and two, I, I've chosen an expensive one instead of, you know, trying to screw you with a cheap one. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> last couple of weeks, the car I gave you went for 88000 and then 72000 the last two weeks. And the ones you gave me were 4000 and <laughs> <laughs> They were fun ones. I was like, ooh. They were entertaining. But I did pretty well on those, I'm happy to say. Yeah. 5% off and 8% off. So that's the update for people. The current cumulative absolute value average percentage off, not weighted. So that's, I think, all the qualifiers I need to put onto the measure here. <laughs> My number right now is 20.99%. Dan's number is 19.97%. Close. Oof. It's close. It was, I was in the lead until that damn midget. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Ugh. Okay. So that's, that's what I, that's where I'm at with this. I, and, and so just commentary on the market. I've heard people basically saying, that the best cars are getting better money than ever before, even if not as good of examples are are not getting as good of money as before. Yeah, there was a friend of mine last week that was complaining how expensive Marinello's were going for. Yep, that's a good example of, and it and was, was a five fifty that they were talking about. It was set and a freaking record last week. Yeah, and ago. I was like, you know, I I don't really see it <laughs> so it's like I, I i mean i know it's a sought after car now but <laughs> what do you mean now <laughs> like now like during like this last like couple years like prior uh-huh. it wasn't very sought after which is sad because i really like them yeah I mean, it's a gated v12, v12. Oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is which is why they're huge like through the last couple of years because those cars are like one of a kind and you could get them cheap at one point. Now they're like through the roof expensive. Well, as is this GT 500 KR for some reason. Anyways. All right. Yours is not as expensive as this one, but it's also not stupid cheap. So I'm interested to see what you think of this one. It's also kind of in your wheelhouse. Oh, we have a a 19,000 mile. 2004 R32. It's a silver car. It's a coupe. I think are are they all coupes? They might be. You got a You're talking about uh the Volkswagen R32. The Volkswagen, yes. And it's a 3.2 liter VR6 four-wheel drive, 6-speed. I want it. Silver over black, 19 thousand miles and it sold on this auction platform back in 2021 for thirty eight thousand five hundred dollars i wanted a lot what do you think of that rear spoiler below the rear i haven't window? gotten there yet uh, oh i love the bucket seats yeah the seats are great and oh I do the, love a the spoiler that's Volkswagen. yeah the spoiler that's like right above the I guess what you'd call a deck lid panel underneath the windshield, not above it. The rear windshield of the hatchback. Um, (laughs) I'd be curious to see what that actually does in a wind tunnel. God, the wheels are perfect. (laughs) 
I knew you'd like this car. Yeah, I do like this car. <laughs> this is a hey, good all I know is I have a six-speed 2004 performance Volkswagen, and I'm a big fan of it. So this is this is yours. This one can be yours. There's nineteen thousand on it. It's at thirty-five. How much one has it been driven go. since it was last sold? Oh wow! So it the this owner put new wheels on it and drove it a thousand miles. That's it. Yeah, it looks like it was a California car originally, and it was it was bought by somebody who has it in Rhode Island now. Historically, this California one, car. This one blows. Um, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't know where I would want to take this. Are there a lot of comps? I didn't even look. Um, there's enough, but they're pretty skewed. Okay. What did it last sell for? It's a better question. 38 and it's at 35. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go 48 on it. Ooh. All right. All right. That's a big jump from where it's at right now. I think that this one tomorrow is going to go gangbusters. Okay. I bet I bet you're not far off. Ba- based kinda... on the conversation that we just had because I agree with you, I, I think the there was one recently that went for 50 for similar miles but black. Hmm. And with this being 38 in 2021, I could see there being a 10 grand jump from there. What's interesting though, okay, so there was a 15,000 mile one that went for 50 2 weeks ago. Yeah. There was a 13,000 mile one in August that went for $67,000. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, there was one uh, 97 mile one. Yeah, I don't want February. to talk about that one. <laughs> went for 104, but yeah. like, yeah. So I remember when that one went through and I just thought, this is stupid. This is yeah. ridiculous money. Yeah, I don't think it's worth 104 grand, but somebody did. <laughs> uh, but the somebody one did. the one in August for 67, uh, that's the right color. The blue. Yeah. I, the silver is good, though. I like Silver's silver good, one. but I yeah. I really like the blue yeah i think that one was cleaner but the blue one all right but, 48 uh, that's where we're at yeah i think it's somewhere in that ballpark okay all right well we will i i hope you know we've scheduled our next recording for two days from now so i hope the one you gave me is actually done we're going to go with yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to go with yes on that. That's okay. Ho- that's a, that's Hopefully a- it doesn't get into that thing where it just rubber bands because people keep bidding and <laughs> it adds two more minutes. I hope not also because... It's two days, one hour, five minutes. Yeah, we're not going to make it. <laughs> well, we'll just have to watch while we're recording. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think about ter- it when I picked it. That's going to be a terrible episode. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll be all right. All right. So I, I'm I'm going to revive a topic, Dan, that is a surprise to you because I, I, I pivoted <laughs> on the fly here to, to bring this topic back today. The topic is becoming a better driver. Oh, God. And we have three tips for you. 
or I have three tips for you that I want to hear Dan's reaction to. But also, these three tips are a bit more mindset and experience-based than specific tactics around driving, like backing into parking spots or using all of a zipper lane. We're going somewhere else today. We're going somewhere completely different. And it is based upon a couple of things. First, it's based upon the last, um, oh, probably six months since the last episode we did like this. Yeah, I say it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I felt that our crusade through those the last two episodes we did on becoming a better driver didn't really move the needle <laughs> either in Omaha or California, to my knowledge, of people actually becoming better drivers. But the other thing is, there are only so many tactical changes you need to make to make yourself a better driver. And a better driver means safer, more efficient, being more gentle with your car, things that do actually add value to both the driving public and your own car ownership experience. Uh, Now, today's three tips are more related to like I said, mindset and approach to before you get in the car and once you're in the car, how you behave. Not how you're actually driving, but how you're behaving. Interesting. Okay, <clears throat> I'm listening. Number one, if you sit up in the driver's seat and put two hands on the wheel, you will instantly become a better driver. So the old 10 and 2. Or the old 12 and 6. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm kidding about 12 and 6. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> why? But you okay. You, you don't just get to agree with 12 and 6. Yeah. I was like, hold on a second here. Like, I'd be sure if that's how the rune drives. But, okay. So where am I going with this? If you basically go from lounging in the driver's seat, the, the super comfortable driver's seat that maybe has a massaging feature. It, you're going from that and you've got one hand on the wheel and you're kind of paying attention and you might have your phone, you know, screen light up in front of you or you're listening to a funny podcast like this one or whatever you're doing. You're just not really paying that much attention to the act of driving. So when I say sit up and 10 and 2 or 3 and 9 or whatever, I'm not saying do those specific things because they are the key to being a good driver. But what I am saying is that when you do those two things, you are going to take driving more seriously. A 100% chance you're going to take driving more seriously. Now, first thing I'm going to bring up is I live in California where diversity abounds and there are some pretty obvious racial stereotypes about certain types, ethnic types of drivers. (laughs) Um, I I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So there are a lot of them here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am not somebody who shies away from playful racial stereotypes because I think it's better for us to laugh at our differences and the stereotypes that come with them than it is to say that I'm 
racially profiling and that it's causing detriments to society as a result. So I'm going for it. <laughs> when I was 17, I T-boned an Asian lady, an old Asian lady. <laughs> and Nailed it. And there was a guy... <laughs> There was a guy, and his race doesn't matter, but for the sake of the conversation, I'll say it anyways, it was a black guy. He looked at me, who uh, I'm a half Indian, half white guy, so let all that sink in. Um, he looked at me from across the intersection right after it happened, and he had seen the whole thing. He was standing there. He was in high school. I was in high school. I was on my way to bring my girlfriend to her house, and this guy was standing outside his high school waiting for waiting for a ride and i t-boned this old asian lady and he looks at me after we've like cleaned up the wreckage and moved out of the intersection and we're waiting for the tow truck and he uh reaches up with his hands to the outsides of his eyes and he pulls them to the side to make them squint and looks at me <laughs> oh my god and we just start laughing at each other <laughs> jesus <laughs> And and I shouldn't it, be laughing, but I am. And it was her her fault. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, anyways, where I'm going with this completely down the racist rabbit hole here is uh that a lot of the stereotypically horrible drivers that I see are not from this country and they are from China. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, and, in a and lot it, of ways, it makes sense. I mean, as, as someone who has been out of the country, and I think you know you've seen this too, yeah. leaving the country, is that traffic laws are so much different in other places, right? <laughs> but uh, so also, I'm not saying that that Chinese people are the only bad drivers, but I'm saying there's a there's a, a combined stereotype here that is important to address for the sake of this driving tip, and it is that a lot of Asian drivers will sit up really straight and have two hands on the wheel when they're driving. But yeah, Dan is doing exactly what, what I, what they look like familiar with straight up and down and the steering wheel is damn near in their chest. Yeah. They're about three inches from the steering wheel. And and so that's dangerous. (laughs) Have have fun with your cracked sternum. (laughs) Right. Um, But I found myself yesterday where I was driving my truck you know, 70 miles an hour down a really bumpy California highway. And there were times, there were plenty of times on the drive where I was one hand on the wheel, kind of slouched back, just making it, you know, just driving on the freeway in and of itself is not very difficult. But uh, the times where I felt I needed to focus, I will sit up and put two hands on the wheel because I know I'm, I'm driving on a really bumpy road there might be issues with steering that I need to be immediately aware to control. And all of that is a very relevant tip for people who generally get surprised while they're driving. So I'm not talking to the people who are already sitting upright and are really aware and present of what they're doing and they have two hands on the wheel and they're in control. I have another tip for those people down the road here. And yeah, yeah. I, it's not, I'm yes, there's a racial stereotype here and it's funny to laugh about it, but it doesn't just apply <laughs> to, uh, to the Asian 
community. No, this is I, everyone. <laughs> I, I do that a lot when I'm like starting to get tired on a road trip. I'll sit way sit up, up high, yep. put both yep. hands on the wheel. Yeah, yep. that's another great time to do it. Yeah, so otherwise I'm getting late, getting lazy, just resting one hand on the bottom of the steering wheel, just kind of. Yeah, you yep. don't want to be doing that. Yeah, <clears throat> unless you're driving yeah. a Tesla and it can drive itself into cones or walls or other cars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. Point number two. Go and drive an older car. Older cars have fewer safety features and they are not as well put together anymore. They might have been built better, but they're kind of worn out now. Maybe the tires aren't as grippy as your new car. Maybe the suspension bushings are all kind of creaky and cracked. <laughs> A lot of body roll. Maybe the tie rods need replacing. The struts are blown out. You know, it's just not as crisp as it once was. And it doesn't have a forward collision warning or blind spot warning or backup camera. And so my question to you is, can you still drive one of those cars? Yes. Yeah. I don't know, Dan. What's your oldest car that you own? Um, the oldest <laughs> car I own is a 2020, but mm. I could drive <laughs> one of those cars and would in a heartbeat. Okay. I mean, the oldest I'll car I've owned is a 94. And oldest that, and car I've owned is a 73. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. loved my 94 Ranger. That was a great truck. <clears throat> yeah. uh, could no I drive something there. from the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably really enjoy it, too. That's the, that's the awesome part of it. So driving the Nova that I owned from 1973... I didn't know where the wipers were. I didn't know how to turn on the heat, but it worked. <laughs> and it was very interesting driving that car. Because then also, yeah, it has complete boat suspension and is is just kind of sketchy going down yeah. the road. <laughs> the, Tires the, that are 20 years old. <laughs> the oldest thing that I, I attempted to drive, and I eventually figured it out, it was like, man, it had to be like a late 40s, early 50s Chevy truck and it was a three on the tree and i couldn't figure out how to start it how'd you start it there there's a literally a button you press with your foot on the floor (laughs) yeah and i i didn't know what the fuck i was doing but i knew i figured out the tree that was easy enough that's cool. I've never but, done, act, but, done that. But actually. starting it, I'm like, how do you like? I'm like looking at the key. Like it doesn't crank. Like hold on a second. <laughs> what am I missing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's like literally a disc that might is slightly smaller than a hockey puck. On and the you floor. Just, on the floor, and you just press down on it with your foot. Is it? But it is like an electronic starter. Yeah, in, in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Okay. Way more crude. Sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, the tree, the tree's interesting. That one's not for the faint of heart. If you don't know how to drive a stick, don't even try it on a, <laughs> uh, a tree. Yeah, I should probably go own something at some point that has some number on the tree. It, yeah, a little three on the tree is it's a fun, fun drive. All right. Okay, but basically the point is, every year you go back in time with cars, there's less things to help you drive it. Oh, 100%. Power steering, 
a key, <laughs> uh, automatic transmission, any sort of safety features, any sort of newness even about the car, meaning, yeah, are the struts bouncy or are they tight? <laughs> Is the body going to fall off the frame? <laughs> Is the, there's a rust issue depending on where you live also. So can you see the pavement? Yeah, below your feet. <laughs> but all of this means you are you as the driver are having to compensate for some of these issues with the older car that you have and presuming it's going to still get you to your destination, it is worth making the investment whether it's borrowing a friend's car, <laughs> though that might be kind of insulting. Go out and buy a car for 2 grand and drive it around for a week and and you'll have a much better appreciation for the focus and the skill sets that you need to successfully drive an older car. Yeah. Just let go do it. Let alone the high percentage of it leaving you on the side of the road. That's character building. For yeah, sure. it is so character building. My yeah. my Ranger was that way. I'm like, is today the day? We'll drop to find out. <laughs> I hate I hate when I have that feeling. Yeah, it's like you just got to have the feeling of like, if this thing dies... Am I calling an Uber and leaving it forever? <laughs> well, so there was a time when I got stranded in my E46 and I did have to call an Uber. Mm-hmm. And I called an Uber back to my house. I filled my infinity full of tools and I went back out to the parking lot of the vet clinic that I had coasted it into and fixed it in the parking lot. And this was like the third thing I had ever done on a car. Oh, no. And I, <laughs> I had installed a cold air intake and it fell off of the throttle body but the mass airflow sensor was still plugged in so yeah it it, it said no (laughs) it was like no i don't think i don't think there's any air going into your engine (laughs) yeah yeah so that didn't work (laughs) i've had to save someone from that exact scenario before yeah (laughs) good i'm not alone at least no well she she had a uh like a early 2000s gto and nice it, it totally just came right off and <laughs> turned her car off and she's like what did i do uh, all right well yeah so go get an older car that's yes. that's point number two point number three this is this is one that i like and it applies to people who do more than just drive the same route every day for whatever reason you're going to see friends you're going to you know, go to a doctor's appointment, you're, you want to try out a new specialty retail store or a new, I don't know, new new place that you're trying to go. It's not routine for you to take the roads that you need to take to get there. And one of the things that I see that makes people worse at driving, it just deletes their driving IQ, is an unfamiliarity with the road. Mm-hmm. So an unfamiliarity with the road means that you turn into a dumbass behind the wheel <laughs> and it means you just stop in the middle of the fucking freeway because you realize you need to take the next exit it means that you put on your left turn signal from a right turn only lane and cross six lanes of traffic blocking everyone maybe causing an accident maybe hitting a pedestrian so that you can turn left it means a whole bunch of last minute bullshit that you could have prevented if you took our advice and pre-planned your route. Use the Google Earth. If you use any sort of maps feature, that's okay. 
that's okay. That's okay, honestly. But if you turn it on before you uh, put your car in drive, and then you review it, and you say, okay, I need to get, you know, this is a kind of complicated cloverleaf freeway exit. I need to make sure I'm in this lane ahead of time so that I can get through the the whatever interchange on the freeway without uh, going the wrong way, taking I-5 South instead of I-5 North or whatever it is. <laughs> I need to look at that ahead of time because it might actually be complicated. And there have been times in my life where I've just completely missed the route I was supposed to take. But I know better than to just stop traffic to make it work for myself. Because I know a lot of people who do do that and it's really annoying. Yeah, that is one of my biggest peeves. <laughs> yeah. Yes. hundred percent. So if you're going somewhere new, put on your maps and then just read the route. Or yeah, I, used, I used to get lost in neighborhoods at Omaha a lot. Cause I like, I would not be familiar with where I was going. And then I try and like cheat my way through a, like a neighborhood ah. to avoid traffic. <laughs> and then the, the neighborhood ends up being a fucking maze and I get lost. My dad and I'm pulling up that. maps. Yeah. yeah. My dad used to do that before there was maps. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's great with, with the Audi. Cause I just hit the nav button and I get all the side streets. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can just see where you're supposed yeah, to go. Yeah. I was like, right not nah, map. Yeah. But I've never had a really, I've never really had an issue with like directions and driving anyway. Well, and and I think so for those of us who played video games growing up, where yeah. you, would, you would you would hit a checkpoint and then it would tell you where the next checkpoint is, and you had to react really quickly. I think that taught us how to react to Google Maps better. Yeah. <laughs> games like Need for Speed Underground were exactly like, yeah. Like you know, like if you turn left and go this way, it's getting you to this part of the game. Like, because right. like Heather, she's like, how do you drive to one place just once in three years can go by and you still remember the exact way and how you got there? Like, I don't know. I'm just, my brain's built different while mm. I'm driving. I don't have that skill. Oh, <laughs> admittedly. It, it admittedly. blows Heather's mind. She's like, I don't understand how you do this. So my thing this is a weird, this is, this is something where I do actually kind of get screwy is I will have a perfect memory with that kind of thing if I'm driving by myself. But if there are other people in the car, my IQ goes down. My oh, no. driving IQ goes way down. Oh, no, no. Because I get really focused on cu- uh, customer, uh, passenger comfort. Oh, okay. And I'm way too focused on that to remember where I'm going. Ah. <laughs> Oops. I mean, there are days where, like, if I, like, I'm overly tired, I'll miss turns or I'll, like, be thinking I'm going somewhere else. But, like, yeah, far yeah. In, in between. But, yeah, no, it's it's wild. I've been making the drive to and from Omaha to Michigan for since 2009. Mm-hmm. And I stop at the same places, I <laughs> like, for gas and for food. Like, don't yeah. need a GPS. That's, what, that's me and... And the drive from California to Seattle and back. Yep. Yeah. The the pilot in Medford with the subway. (laughs) (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's 
that's it. That's it for today. If if you sit up and put two hands on the wheel, which basically indicates to your mind that you are taking driving more seriously, you will focus more and you will be a better driver as a result. And if you go drive an older car, you will find that you need to build a better, more in-depth skill set in order to compensate for all of the different things that technology has now taken the need for certain skills away from us. So whether it's knowing where your rear bumper is, knowing where your wing mirrors are, or just knowing how to compensate for blown struts, all those things are going to make you a better driver. <laughs> yeah, or knowing train. how to start something from the 50s. <laughs> or use yeah, a clutch. Turn, turn off your uh, your 360 camera for a day. See how good you are. Yeah, when I... So I don't have a car with a 360 camera. But my Q50 had one. And for some reason, I curbed the wheels on that car more than I have curbed the wheels on anything else. Yeah, I can say I've I've loved tapped more things in my garage with a car with cameras on it than my other ones. Yep. <laughs> and when I did it, I was really grumpy. I bet, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm <laughs> so much smarter than this. <laughs> yeah, that's what technology will do to us. Fucking okay. jack stand. It was in my way. I hit a jack. Oh, yeah, I was pulling out of my garage and I was pushing my floor jack because I had left it in front of the car because I backed the car into the garage. So I was driving out, pushing the floor. Oh, oh stupid. Yeah. yeah, mine, I was just was trying to give Heather some more room and I got really close to the wall on my left and I knew the jack stands were there and I just caught it with the corner of the bumper, like right at the bottom. It was enough to press some paint. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you regret it forever. Yeah. Now yeah. I just look at it all the time. I'm like, nope. <clears throat> That's me oh. with my little bit of a chip on my uh, on my wheel of my M3. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the third thing is pre-plan your route. If you know where you're going ahead of time, if you know what lane you need to be in, when you need to do any sort of aggressive merging to get to the other side or anything like that, if you know about it ahead of time, you will do it smarter because we are all actually much smarter than we think we are. The problems come when you get overwhelmed, when you get stuck, when you don't know what to do in the moment, your intuition just goes out the window and you figure you're the only person on the road and that you can just roll through whatever it is that you need to do, or you can stop wherever you want to stop. And that's just not very nice. It's just <laughs> not good for the rest of us on the road. Nobody in society wants to see it. It's Nobody how people wants get to be, hurt. It's how people get hurt. It really is. In a lot of different ways. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate that we still see it on the roads today. I think it is only going to get worse as technology continues to delete our intelligence. But for those of us who do care about becoming a better driver, here are some more things that you can do that you can do proactively and easily so that you can become a better driver, that you can be the best that you can be on the road and make the world a better place. That's where we're going with this. So, Dan, do you have anything else nah. this episode? No, sir. Pretty clear cut, pretty easy, pretty yeah. simple stuff. I, I miss uh, I miss these style episodes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize I was missing it in my life until today. <laughs> That's why I brought it back. Yeah, these are good ones. <laughs> So, yeah, we we're uh, we're glad you 
stuck around to the end and listened to us. And if you want to connect with us and interact with us more, you can get in touch a number of different ways. And so we have the We Are Driven podcast that you just finished listening to. This is our twice a week podcast, obviously, where one one episode is long with Dan and I discussing some topic on the pursuit of excellence in business, fitness, and cars. And then the other episode is a quick hit that comes out on Wednesdays. That's just me yelling some motivational stuff at you. <laughs> That's one of the ways you can sometimes literally us. yelling, <laughs> sometimes literally, often literally yelling these days. <laughs> I feel like I'm just getting more and more fired up as the world continues to adopt mindsets and mentalities that I don't agree with. <laughs> it's just more and more fired up every week. Uh, another way is every Monday morning, there is a new YouTube video that comes out called The Driven Diary. And The Driven Diary is basically me vlogging on a daily basis <laughs> for a week for a short amount of time to capture the experience of the entrepreneurial journey that I am on, along with all of the little ancillary bits to it that I feel like including from the rest of my life. But this is mostly about building driven automotive companies into a billion dollar brand. And lastly, you can find us on various social media platforms, creating whatever little bits of content we want and welcoming interaction from you, the listeners. So you can find me once this drill in the background stops rattling my ears and you can all <laughs> probably hear it. I'm at Arun D. Kumar on Instagram and Arun Kumar on Facebook and LinkedIn. And Dan, where can people find you? I'm Dan LaRue on Facebook and LinkedIn. Instagram is Dan underscore LaRue. Uh, those are the places where I'll respond to the most. And there are other platforms that you have that we don't talk about anymore. Hey, yeah, you know. R.I.P. Yeah, the TikTok is, is, is dead in the water currently until I feel <laughs> like I feel, feel that it's worth my time. Fair enough. I just don't Can't argue with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, and I forgot one other thing, actually. The other place where you can interact with us is in our Discord server. And in our Discord server, we have a motivational message that goes out every single morning around 4 a.m. And we have a private set of channels where all the most driven people in the world are congregating to discuss the pursuits of excellence in business, fitness, and cars, and sharing advice, and holding each other accountable to the goals that we all set for ourselves. So with that, we appreciate you listening. I hope this Jack is just in the background and you can all hear the ridiculousness. <laughs> I, I can going. hear it. So. Yeah, this is hilarious. I think it's a great place to end. It's just some audio texture. Yeah. So until next time, stay driven. Stay driven.